Welcome to Just Another Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. I am joined, okay, every week I usually say I'm joined by a friend uh, and I introduced a friend, but truly tonight I would say that I'm introducing an actual friend, which everybody's friends, but that we go back a while. That's the thing. So uh, today I have my friend Javier Roche here to talk uh, marketing and some other stuff, maybe some Celtics, um, but welcome Javier. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, bro. It's good to see you. See, Javier and I both worked at Free Christian Church in Andover, Massachusetts uh, for a number of years. When did you start there? I forget. December 2010. 2010. And I know you hate 2010. 2010. <laughs> but, I, but I was going to say uh, 2011, which is good because I was close there. You were almost there. Yeah. Um, but 2010, I had started in the previous year. So I was in uh, 2009. Uh, and so Javier and I worked there together. I worked until 2016 when I moved back to Bangor, Maine area where I was, I grew up for like 10, uh, 12 years of my life and I've been here ever since, but Javier and I worked there. Javier no longer works there anymore. He decided to move on and do his own thing, which I am super happy about because this dude over here was so, he did his job great. You were always good at, you know, youth pastoring. However, you always had a passion for more. And the marketing was a huge thing that you ended up doing. You had a couple different projects that were pretty cool that I kind of helped you with a little bit. And, but you really went ahead and did your own thing, which is pretty cool. So obviously in this COVID situation, it's probably pretty nice to be able to work from home too, huh? Yeah. It's, uh, first of all, I appreciate you saying that, yeah. man. Um, it's glad, I'm glad that you, you fell for, for my tricks of appearing to, to do my work. <laughs> No, just kidding. Well, but, uh, no, I, there's a number of days where I was like, oh, I didn't write a sports article last night and I went to the game. So let's see if I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, when COVID hit, uh, you know, I was six months into my entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneur lifestyle and everything or, or seven months in. And so I had already been been home, you know, so and, uh, you know, the boys are homeschooled. So it wasn't. I mean, it, it, it did get a little crazy here, but, you know, cabin fever and stuff, but not as bad as people that were just weren't used to working from home and the kids being home all the time. So that's yeah. pretty cool, though. I mean, so hobby, you have hobby marketing, uh, hobbymarketing.com uh, is this website. Uh, but we thought we'd talk a little bit about marketing in general. I did marketing with with the church, but I also did it before that at the at New Sound Concerts. When I left the church, I moved to Maine and started as a marketing director for a car dealership. So we had a little bit of everything involved there. We know marketing a church or a Christian organization or something along those lines is a little bit more, it's a different way of doing it because there's certain things you have to do, certain things you can say. Things that was kind of funny, I would do like a flyer for Free Christian Church and no one knew what the font was that I used on it. And the number of times I was like, if someone just searched my computer for files, like it, there'd be one that has swears in it, all these different things because the file fonts were like, oh, this is a really cool font, but it's called like F this, da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. No one asked me what the font is. Please. No one asked me what the font is because I'm going to have to say something. Um, but I know then I went to work with the, the car dealership and it was like, at least at the church, we had freedom. Like you had a certain thing you had to do as a youth pastor, like certain curriculum to go by or things like that. But like you had a little bit of freedom to do it. Whereas at a car dealership, it was like, take this national ad that we have and print it. <laughs> there was no real freedom. And so 
one of the cool things about being able to work with multiple different com- companies like you do have here is that you have a freedom to work with who you want to work with kind of thing. So it's pretty cool that, you know, so what kind of range of companies do you work with right now? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, 90, 99% of it is, is digital marketing. So online, um, you know, online branding, um, mostly lead generation. Um, so I've worked with chiropractors, e-commerce in the, in the K beauty industry, uh, 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 med spa car dealership as well. I think you were, I think I was, I was doing I think, some yeah, videos. Those videos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned chiropractors as well and uh, outsource computer IT companies, um, real, real estate, we are mortgage loan officers, solar, uh, and things of that nature, a pharmacy. <laughs> so an yeah, actual so, pharmacy, not right. But one of those new pharmacies where they use not, the green, not one line. of those <laughs> pop-up pharmacies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, those, that's basically anybody that needs uh, marketing services online uh, needs to, um, and, and also some consulting too. I've done some consulting as well. It's, it's funny how, and you, you probably experienced it, how people are kind of dead set in their ways, you know, and, and they think that everything marketing is almost like a, a, a form of a brochure or a commercial. And yes and no, there's so much research that like at, at your fingertips with digital marketing, where it's not like just throw this ad out there and hopefully, you know, it's like it's hope marketing is what I call it. You know, where now it's like you can target retarget. You can put the ad in front of the people you, the demographic of people that you want to put it in front of and you see the metrics and there's just so much, it's just so powerful. And I just try to educate people on how to do that and, and, and also help people that want lead generation. Um, you know, I, I, I like to help them with that and uh, I'm co- incorporating some CRM, kind of stuff where it's like you know move them along in the pipeline and automations and stuff that's where everything's headed now so yes yeah it's a it's different world because excuse me because we have i mean i'm sitting in my my den here talking to my friend javier doing my own podcast from my own house so there's so many things that we can do on our own that we can just we think we can handle and i dealt with this trying to sell people the idea of me building them a website it's like trying to tell, hey, I want to build you a website so you can have a, even if you think most people are going to go to Facebook or whatever, it's always nice to, A, own the name. If you buy a company or start a company, I'll just use NASA because they're obviously not a small company. But if I say you buy NASA, it's this new company I'm going to do, go online and buy the domain. Buy NASA.com. If you think you're going to be, people are going to try to, you know, steal your branding, buy NASA.net, NASA.whatever, or visit NASA.com, Whatever. Even if you forward that URL for the beginning part to your Facebook page until you get a website, owning that name that someone else can't steal is a big thing. The other side of it was, hey, I want to build you a website. No, I don't need a website. I'll just have my cousin's brother's sister, nephew who's three years old, do it in his free time. And then something breaks on the website and they can't get help on it or da 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 and all this stuff. And it's like, no, if, I, if you pay me some money, obviously it's not going to be free. Uh, pay me some money. I can help you with this and we can, whenever you need something, if something goes wrong on it or so on, you pay a monthly 10 bucks a month or whatever it is fee and I'll help you fix that issue or change texts or wording or whatever. Selling someone on something that they have to pay for that they potentially could do for free is hard. And, and, and 
something that Javier probably deals with on a daily basis is that aspect of, hey, I can just go to Google ads and try to do it myself. But you knowing certain brands or certain things or certain avenues say, no, 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 that doesn't work this way. Let's try this one. Or let's, what's, how old is your person? 18, your audience is 18 years old. Okay, we should do this way or, or advertise on these sites or whatever. Um, so marketing is a thing that I feel like not enough people pay enough people to do. That makes any sense or hire the person to do it for your company. Like for me, like for, I was trying to sell people on marketing when I was like, no, you should hire me to be that person for you in Maine when I was moving up here. Mm -hmm. Cause you need having someone dedicated to do marketing for you is a huge thing for me in my opinion. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a chiropractor, right? You, You shouldn't be doing marketing. You didn't go to school to be a marketer, you know, do what you do best and you know outsource the rest <laughs> you know like you, you don't you probably don't answer the phones you have you have a, a, an assistant or a front a front office or whatever you want to call them right and um go go to the website thing like that is you know when you own the domain and you own the hosting and all that stuff eventually um that's that's your that's that's your stuff it's your property you know those are your assets and everything when you are just ah, i have a facebook page or i have a uh, an instagram account you're, you're at their mercy. They can change. They can take your account down for whatever, if enough people report you falsely, right? They can disable your account. They, and then things change all the time. Um, but, you know, you, 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 first of all, you have your own website. So that's, those are your assets. It's your property. And second of all, not just anybody should be building websites. Your website works. Look at it as an employee that works for you 24-7 you know, optimize it. What does that mean? Like you should have clickable buttons where it's like set up an appointment with me now, learn more, email me here. Because at the end of the day, your website shouldn't just be like this grandiose, like resume of what you've done, but it should work for you. It should, it should be able to click appointments, see a testimonial here, see what people say about this, learn more, you know, um, so that when you have that face to face or zoom to zoom, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or phone to phone conversation with a potential client with a prospect. You don't have to do all that. Like your website is, or you can point people to the website. You know, tell me more about your company. Yeah. We've got this tremendous, uh, my why video or about us video or whatever it is, you know? Um, and on the Google, like you mentioned Google yeah. ads and all this like paid advertising, and everything you do one thing wrong. And you, one, you can break everything or you can get your account banned. And that's, that's happened to tons of people, you know, and just to get on the phone with somebody at Facebook takes forever, especially yeah. these days. So well, it, I've actually gotten banned when I was doing the sports reporting, when I was living in Massachusetts, oh. I got banned because I clicked on my own ad to see what it would go to. Like, Oh my God, I wonder if it's working and you click on it. Yeah, and not knowing it. that you, you set up it on the same IP address that you're clicking on and they think you're trying to trick the system into clicking on ads to get more money. And so it was like, because I was doing the opposite, I was doing the, I'm hosting your paid ad on my site. And so they were like, no, you can't do that. And I'm just like, I just was to see if this ad works. I don't know. I thought I was getting more. (laughs) So, but the other part about it is we were friends. We watched the office. I watched the office. Remember the episode where Jim was like, what are you talking about? We have a website. And he goes to the website and it's the guy shoveling the dirt saying it's under construction. Not only is a website or web domain or any of that stuff important, it's keeping it up to date. So there are companies who are like, no, no, we have a website. I mean, you know, there's like, oh, go to it. And you go to the website and it's like, uh, 
the last update was 2009 or something like that. <laughs> or it says you're on a different address than you even are anymore. Or the business hours are way wrong or whatever. And it's like, there's a possibility just by not having the correct information on your website could be losing up to thousands of dollars depending on the business you have. Correct. And so not only is having a correct website important, but having the correct information on the website is also Right, important. right. And, and as you know, you know the, I didn't even touch upon this, but mobile responsive as well, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and optimize that way. I just mentioned that my, we just celebrated my, my uh, youngest son's uh, eighth birthday mm -hmm. two Saturdays ago, the uh, 29th, 2019. <laughs> I was like, hey, we've got to order some pizzas and went, to, I'm not going to name the place nearby. And I said, all right, because we were short on pizzas. So I went online, I went to a, a local place within like, you know, uh, seven minutes driving distance. And their menu was just a picture and you've probably seen this before, a picture of their fold-out menu. And then I, I even tried to pinch to Zoom, and it didn't work. And I'm like, they lost my business. I was going to order like six boxes of pizza on a Saturday, you know. And so it's, you know, things like that. Um, you, can, you can turn people. It's almost like you're better off not having a website. If you're going to do that, um, and then, you know, some websites look like they were, they're stuck in 1995, you know, which if uh, you're going for that retro look thing, cool. But like yeah, right. there is a it, retro is in now. So vintage <laughs> retro is in, but, yeah, yeah. but it's also like, I mean, you know, my wife, I got married, my wife and I will look online 99.9% .9 of the time will order from a restaurant unless you order online. Mm. So if you're a restaurant person having that, if you're dealing with day-to-day -day restaurant operations, you don't want to throw into your battle of a day-to-day -day operations. Another thing I'm trying to deal with online ordering or even even just a button you can click to go to someone else's company's website that has online ordering for you set up. Um, and so the number of websites that you mentioned about the picture of the thing, I feel like every time we try to find a Chinese food restaurant, it's 99.9%. Yeah. It's not even their website I went to. It's some sort of website that hosts pictures of menus that I got to because they didn't those. have an update. And then you go to pay for it. And it's like, why was it $10 more than it said on the thing? Because the menu was from 1997. <laughs> And you haven't updated it yet. So I know your pain if you're completely on that. So it's true though. And it's like, you don't know, you know, if someone, I mean, I guess all of you and I who are in the marketing mentality, when you see a website that doesn't look super attractive to you, but there's a yeah. competing, competing website that looks super attractive to you, you might actually look at the competing website, even if the other company is a better company because right. you don't know. And you're like looking at this one. Well, this one looks like it's really nice. I should probably go with this one. And that's a big thing with chiropractors, someone who chooses a lot of times to go to these places. It's not something you're like a necessity in a sense. Um, massage therapist would be in the same sense. Um, auto mechanics. Right. Yeah. Any of these places that you choose to go to, if you don't have a good presence online or do, don't have good marketing logos right. and branding, you know, then it's gonna, and, you're going to fall by the wayside. Yeah. And, and you know, <clears throat> the, uh, so, you know, there's some people that I've, I speak, uh, I've spoken to and they're like, well, I'm, I'm doing well. And it's like, you kind of want to tell them that's going to reach a, a limit because there's a whole generation that's doing everything online, food shopping online. And yes, whether it's right or wrong, we, they are judging the book by its cover. You know, they, are, they definitely are. And they're, they're just going to go to like, even if your page loads too slowly, they don't have the patience for for uh for that and um you know 
if you want to scale, if you want to eventually, a lot of these, a lot of business owners, maybe in the baby boomer, you know, they, they, they're like, I want to be able to give this to my grandson or to my children or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, that demographic, we're online. You know, we want to order and reviews is huge as well. You know, I don't shop like one of the first things I do on Amazon is like, obviously you find the product, you see who's selling, you know, if it's, is it on prime, obviously. Right. And then it's like, um, <laughs> and then uh, uh, let me see some reviews. Yeah. Right. So um, you've, you've got to get some reviews and there are some, some people that might just give a bad review because it's, you know, and, and you're probably like, I, I don't remember even serving this customer. You know? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, it's also the same thing. You we could talk about movies that came out recently and you're like, that movie stunk. And I go see it. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? So there is yeah. a review based thing. That's not always going to match up, but in the same sense, if I go on there and see seller one, two, three has 96% approval rating right. and seller X, Y, Z has 56. I'm not even going to look at 56. I don't care what the reviews right. say. Right. 96. I'll go through and go, okay, don't care about any of the five-star reviews. Cause they're obviously going to be good. Let me find out what happened to the guy to put a one-star review. And then I read that and it says, oh, I ordered it and the music sucked on the, on the station or wh- whatever. The, the CD wasn't any good. The CD was in perfect working condition. I just didn't like the music. Okay, okay. That person just reviewed it based on reviewing the actual album, not the shipping <laughs> or right. the customer service of it. Right. Or like, yeah. So I understand, I mean, that, but reviews are super important. Now, I, I wish more things, the problem with reviews is, is that people review things normally 99.9% of the time when they had a negative experience. Just like exactly. not enough people go out there and be like, that place kicked butt. I want to see that. I want to write a review for them. Right. So right. it is, you know, the people or whenever we get a bad review at OBC, I was like, or in a brewing company, I'm like going there and I'm like, whatever, what they, they've other reviewed other places, haven't they? Right. But they reviewed and I've looked at every place they've ever reviewed as right. a one star. Exactly. Like this person is just a negative person. But that gives me the, the, the user, the ability to see that and research yeah. that. So reviews yeah. are a good thing in, in the long run. Yeah. And, and, and as the owner or, or, or the, you know, the, the restaurant, like to use that example, that's why you should seek out and push for positive. Hey, I, man, the, the food was excellent. Hey, awesome. Here's our, here's a, on the bottom of our menu. You just like bar, barcode or whatever, and just leave us a review because that'll start to drown out the people that they want, like they want, they're looking for negative, to give negative feedback, you know? And so. Speaking of the digital age, in phones and all this stuff. So my dad's a pastor, obviously you know that. And we talked uh, a while back. Um, it might've been bef- right before my wedding, but we talked about how COVID changed the world of churches in a sense. Like mm-hmm. we know lifechurch.tv and all these, when you were in the uh, church industry, I should say, I hate using that word. But industry. Yeah. Industry. Yeah. 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 Talk about, whenever we talk about someone being like, Oh, who's that person over there? They're in the industry. It still means they work in a brewery or a bar. So in the church industry, but no, in the church world, yeah, there is, there, I mean, there was big mega churches in a sense, or even local region, like next level church in the New England area who was like, had that aspect of being on, I had an online presence pre COVID uh, streaming services online and those kind of things that once you weren't allowed to have a church service anymore, or did people didn't want to for safety reasons, those people who were set up to record services with video or stream them online who were set up ahead of time were golden. My dad had to, excuse me, think like super quick, how can I do this? And he went to a model of recording 
on like Thursday. Like obviously he had his sermon ready earlier, recorded Thursday. Then they just posted it on Vimeo and on their website on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock so that it would be, you'd, you'd watch it live even though he recorded it in the church on Thursday. Right. But then there's other people who were able to be able to do it correctly. And there's a possibility that people switched congregations or decided to just stop going to church altogether because they didn't have that connection. Their church wasn't on top of it. So when we think back, when I think back of working in a church um, doing marketing was like, those are the kind of things that we, if you were smart enough and thought about ahead of time, the future of an online church, they probably would have been okay. And some of these small churches around in, in the world are probably not doing okay right now during COVID because they weren't able to adapt or yeah. I won't, again, we won't call out anybody, but there's another church in Maine who a pastor I went to summer camp with his church just, it was him in a pew and just like setting his phone up oh. on Facebook live <laughs> in a weird spot. And he's like, hello guys. And it's like falling and like, he's trying to do long life service. Landscape the whole time. <laughs> and, like, An angle. Oh, and my dad thought about it. He goes, even if next week he's talking, cause we talked a couple, it was about a month ago. He goes, even if next week I could do in church services again, or we wanted to, I still think I'm going to have some sort of online presence. Cause I might be able to reach more people who a are maybe scared to go out or B can't go out. The people who are homebound. Uh, and all that stuff that he said, he may not do live services on Sunday morning, but it's going to be more interactive. He's doing Bible studies on weekly, uh, Wednesday nights via Facebook Live, and he's doing other prayer things throughout the week and so on on, on the internet. It's a whole other world that someone just wasn't, didn't, I mean, it's modern, he has technology, he has, I bought him a Harmony remote, he has a flat screen, he, he does internet, he does the things, and um, he just never did anything for his church and it's like if you had that person in place a uh, me or someone along those lines right you would have had that at the beginning say i hired you javier your company i was like okay you'll be you do the do some marketing for my company and covid hit and was like now what am i gonna do i need to do some things but if you were already there then it's your job as a marketing person to be like okay now i need to think about outside the box to figure out what we can do to bring business to you or bring your business online if we can. Um, you know, one of the things we had to think about at Orono Brewing Company was people come to our bar to drink, come to our brewery to drink. How am I going to get that in the hands of them? I, we decided to do online ordering and delivery. So our sales rep, instead of selling people at bars, like, hey, you should buy our beer and put it on draft, he got in the car and drove to people's houses and dropped off beer at their doorstep. And so those are the things we had in mind that if you had someone in the business to think outside the box, a marketing person, you'd probably be doing great right now. And some of these companies, a couple of restaurants in Boston who closed, uh, yeah. the floors and all those places. I don't know. Probably I don't know didn't if you, have the marketing. I, I, there other things are involved in it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was around um, early mid April, maybe. So when the pandemic and the the quarantine was kind of at its max, yeah. like like freak out mode wise. <laughs> um, I saw a video. Uh, <laughs> we're going to transition from churches to strip clubs, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. The <laughs> same thing, right? Same the thing. Same thing. <laughs> Tithe. You just put it somewhere else. All right. <laughs> uh, but there was a strip club in Portland that they pivoted and they were like, what are we going to do? So they started to, because they, they, they serve food at the strip club, right? And drinks yep. and stuff. So they, they became like a restaurant. The strippers or the dancers, whatever you want to call them, right? They were ordering 
and then they set up real quick online like who pick who you want to bring your food and they not too skimpy because you know yeah. get yeah, pulled sorry, over so yeah. and then the bouncers were the drivers and and they were like this, this is this business is really good you get to pick i want tammy you know tammy to, to deliver my burger Do you know someone named tammy that's in that industry or you just pick that name out of your head of the sky <laughs> i knew princess i want princess, princess yeah. to come to the house it's, it's, the, it's the pivoting but that's but if you exactly. didn't have someone at least in even if you don't because if i don't pay you a salary like if i don't hire you for my company javier to be my, be my marketing person in-house salaried but if i hired you at one point Who's the first call I'm going to make when I'm like, oh, crap, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to tell people we're still open. I don't know how to tell people we have outdoor seating. I don't right. know how to tell people that this, that, and the other thing. And having someone in your, in your back pocket that you can be like, hey, Javier, what should I do? Well, I dealt with a restaurant in Maine, so you're not nearby or whatever, right. that did X, Y, and Z to help market people. They went to houses. They did pay-per-click uh, ads online. More people are fr than ever are on Instagram because they're all at home. Instagram right. ads or whatever it may be, but a, I mean, not to go against a marketing company, but you should, I, if you're a big enough company, you should have someone in your in-house that's marketing. Like, let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean, I, I love watching shark tank and I love watching the profit yeah. uh, with Marcus Limonis and all these yeah. shows. And they're just like, you know, what is your customer acquisition cost? And, and, and they start with there. It's like, uh, you know, some of them know their numbers, but then it's like, um, how do you, like if you start a business, if you, or whatever the business is and you don't set up money for marketing, like what, what are you doing? You know, it's not, it's not like field of dreams, right? If you build it, they will come. come. <laughs> it's not, it was probably like that way back in the day where there was no competition, but now it's, you've, you've got to, it's, you've got to fight for position, you know, um, uh, and you've got to, you've got to get out there and, and, and let people know this is we're here. This is a, these are ours. Come by. Here's a special for this week. You got to get creative, you know, and 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 do it in house or outsource it, but do it. <laughs> yeah, and and, yeah. and it's also thinking outside the box. So one of the things we do, I mean, I share the role at Orner Brewing Company as marketing. So one of our co-owners, Abe, also would consider under his ownership umbrella because like each ownership person is four owners. One's the head brewer, so obviously he has the brewery side, and then Heather is uh, does the books and keeps everybody under control and kind of like manages like the mom of our brewery. And then you have Abe who does sales, so he goes to bars and restaurants and other places. He also is helping us expand in different regions. We're going to be in Massachusetts soon, uh, and so there's this thing. But he also does marketing as part of it, like which is help setting up events and doing like, can we do this collaboration beer with a, we just did one with a guy named phonics. He's a record producer at a Portland, Maine who has a uh, um, special or TV show documentary on Netflix. And so it's like, it's pretty sweet that we are able to connect with this person. We've done collaborations with Sugarloaf mountain, which is mm -hmm. a mass. I mean that, that Sugarloaf mountain blue with a white tip mountain logo is like all over new England. And so like these, out of the box thinking that's all marketing. That's not just mm -hmm. thinking about an ad click online or things like that. Another thing we do as a brewery, and this may work for restaurants or even a chiropractor, honestly, is buy some t-shirts with your logo on it and give them to people. Like, hey, you spent, you've been in my chiropractor office for six months every day. 
you could afford to give someone a $7 t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And we do the same thing. So we sell our t-shirts for like $18. They cost us seven. So as long as I sell a couple of shirts at the restaurant or the brewery, I can then afford to give away at least a shirt or two. Like every five shirts, I can give away six shirts. Right. We're not, we're not a t-shirt company. We don't make t-shirts to make money. Our t-shirts are basically in sweatshirts and hats and all these things are marketing for us. Exactly. It's, it's guerrilla marketing in a sense that you're just putting it out there in the market, hoping someone would wear it to places. We send people, you know, El Presidente, the guy does Barstool Sports, the one by pizza review. Yes. Yes. So he, during COVID, he was opening boxes. People were sending him on Instagram live and people were just sending him packages. And it got to the point where he had like a truck from UPS would just drop off an entire truckload of packages at his house. And it's just random crap. But we sent him a t-shirt and a glass and some other stuff, hoping he would open it online and show his thousands of Instagram viewers our brand. We're in New York City. He's in New York City. Be kind of cool. So just thinking out to the box too, your yeah. traditional ways of, you know, oh, I put an ad in the newspaper. Well, let's be honest. No one reads the newspaper anymore. You should probably stop doing that. Like, <laughs> like how much money did you spend on it? Oh, $3,000? Yeah, you can get a lot more advertising elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, those, those Val Packs. I don't know if you, you know the Val yeah. Pack that you get and it's like in one envelope. And I, I, I was going to do a video once. I don't know if I have one around here, but I was going to do a video of kind of how ridiculous is this? Like, first of all, like I'm not your demographic. I live in an apartment, right? And there's at least seven like roof companies and eight different window companies. And it's just like, and I look through them sometimes cause it's, it's humorous to me. You know, it's like you spend how much and you don't know the metrics. You don't know who looked at it, who clicked, right? You don't know what the, all you know is that this, this family by this name that lives in Andover, you know what I mean? Um, and you don't even know that that's all just a, they bought all maybe, those names too. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, you know what I mean? Though, though it wasn't even like, Oh, we know Javier at one point owned a house or, or whatever. Yeah. They don't because they you don't you only you stay in an apartment. It's not like it's not like old information. It's in a, incorrect information if that makes any right. sense. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I helped somebody uh, with a, a billboard for for uh, six weeks. We ran a billboard. I was not for the idea. I thought that I digital marketing and going to LinkedIn for something very specific. Right. Yeah. It was a now hiring. Right. <laughs> Um, so a billboard that ran six weeks, we got a seventh week because, because it, it was down for almost a whole week. So we got a, a seventh week or whatever. And, uh, the person spent just over 10, 10 grand for six weeks and not one higher, you know? Um, that's, I mean, what, 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 <laughs> what do you think the salary was for the person they were hiring? Right. Right? right. I mean, if you think exactly. about if you if someone's a thirty-five, forty thousand dollars salary for that position, you just spent twenty-five percent of that to hire the person. Mm -hmm. So we talked. You know, we used to do uh, coasters at our bar mm -hmm. and restaurants. Mm -hmm. We, I think, we spent somewhere around five or six thousand dollars in a year on coasters. We said, I'd rather not do coasters and give people napkins to put their drinks on, and spend thousand dollars a year on it and give someone a $5,000 a year raise or whatever it was. Because right. it's like, I'd rather be putting the money back into the people that can then verbally say, hey, I work for a sweet company. Come, come drink here. Come eat here. Come to me, whatever it is. Because there's certain marketing things. You probably could have gotten them a hire 
on ads on LinkedIn or different ads on Facebook or just, you yeah. know, whatever for, for $2,500. Yeah. And they could have yeah. given $7,500 to other things in the business. And right. you know, a billboard is old school. Yeah. I just never got billboards really, unless they were like made you go, Hey, did you see that billboard? Right. Like if it's like shock it's value be, or funny, it's gotta be or, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be brilliant. And the call to action has got to be, it got to be pretty memorable, you know, and, and not too busy, you know? Um, but again, I was against it. And then, you know, the company that was mm-hmm. pitching it to us, they're like, Oh, X amount of cars are going to travel at this time and that time. And I'm like, it doesn't like those that's like impressions. Impressions is just one part of the story. That's like not even your foot in the door, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, so they, they, they started calling them impressions cause I was going back and forth, yeah. but it was a battle that I, I'm the marketing person for, for this company and that's what they wanted to do. So, you know, next time you I'm sure like, they'll, they'll tell you me can to only go so ads. far. Like you can only tell them so much what they can do before you're just like, whatever. I mean, you want to try and then they'll learn from it too. So it's like, okay, you did it. Now let's spend $10,000 in another yeah. way to see what you get for, for return on investment. Yeah. There, yeah. And it's like you said at the beginning, like marketing, when it comes to marketing uh, and I was going to say it, it, for some reason, um, business owners or whatever, they, they, they feel like, um, like you're taking something away from them. Like, no, because this is my brand and this is what's what worked in 19, in 1990. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's, it's almost like they feel like they're being bamboozled, you know, like there's no, there's something, something's not right here. I know, you know, egos get in the way. Um, and, uh, it's like, there's a, a way more efficient way to do this. And we, we, there's also the proof in the pudding too. Sometimes like we have, we obviously just got married and, and we had a photographer and the photographer um, asked if they can bring a videographer with them. And obviously thinking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet to have a videographer there. We won't charge you anything. If you like it, you can have it. You can, you can buy it afterwards. I'm like, well, that's, well, that's cool. After we saw the video, it was so amazing. We're like, that's like telling someone you don't have to buy this car, but get in it. Let's go for a drive. And it's the car of your dreams. And then you're like, ah, oh, now I have to buy it. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and so it, it, there is some things about like, and why the reason I even said yes in the first place is because I know what it's like. You need to have a portfolio. You need to have proof in the pudding that you do your job correctly. And so for me, it's like, if I can help this videographer get a little, you know, something in her portfolio without having to try to sell something on something they don't know anything about, I was like, I'll do that. And then I fell in love with it. We obviously, we, we bought it and we have it now. But like, for her, it, even if it was just all I could do to help her was to let her film my wedding so that she had something to put on her website. That's, I was happy about that because again, a number of times I've tried to be like, Hey, you should buy my thing that I'm doing or get a website or whatever. And it's like, until you have some sort of proof that you can do it. I mean, that's what you were doing back in the day too. Back when I was working with you, it's like just getting people to come along board and do something. Can I do yeah. something for you so that I can prove that I have this ability to do this? And now that you have a number of feathers in your caps, now you can use those other businesses' reviews, testimonials, things to prove that, you know, things are different now. It's the same thing I deal with every day, though, in a different avenue. When someone walks up to go sit down at a table at the restaurant and my host is like, can I get your name and phone number, please? And they look at you like, what? You're not looking at the wait list. I'm just trying to sit down. Like, no, we have to do it for contact tracing purposes because of it has been since April. Where have you been? <laughs> like in my, like in her mind's like, what? And like, 
people going, what? I can't have more than eight people at a table. But do you follow the new, like we're trying to like, <laughs> like why is, why is your restaurant not open anymore? Whatever, you know, why is this different things? I'm like, are you, is a pandemic going? <laughs> like, it's just, they, what, it's like, did you just wake what, up from a coma? And so like some of the times, like you mentioned about the billboards, like do people just, like, are you not seeing, like, when you go online, you know how many times I've bought something off of an Instagram ad? Javier, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad the number of times. I have a beard straightener. I have a straightener for my beard, and I don't ever use it, that I bought for $15 off of an Amazon ad. These marketing. shirts, I have, the I've power spent of marketing. hundreds of dollars at this company, Homage. You probably have seen the ads because you're a sports fan too. And I've spent hundreds of dollars on these t-shirts via them. Because I saw an ad one time, saw one shirt, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I added $150 of the shirts to my cart. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I want to throw it quickly before we, I want to transition quickly into uh, some other things too, because I mean, I want to bore everybody to death with marketing things. But this is a cool photo of Javier and I on Halloween. I remember that. Look at that. Old school there. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the year you were uh, Logan. Yes, I have that picture. I don't on here. How about uh, talking Celtics? How about uh, this little Celtics game? <laughs> Just before we came, but it was honestly almost right before we moved too. It was right around yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Right the time, and actually, Ethan uh, goes to UMaine, or did, I don't know if he's, he's this year, but he was there last year. I saw him last year at a, uh, one of our events. Did, uh, I, I, want, I want people to notice there. It was a Celtics game we were watching. <laughs> it was a Celtics game, and, and I don't have I don't have a Celtics I, shirt, so I was like, oh, this is the closest thing," and I was like, "Man, I look like an idiot right now." <laughs> hey, but I match with the cups. Yeah, you do. And the chair in the corner kind of matches you. Same color scheme, at least. Yeah, you guys were <laughs> off. I was. <laughs> uh, and then let's look at this, babe. This is old school. Old school. Look at oh, that. My, my firstborn, Isaiah. Nine, nine and a half years old. Yeah. Jeez. That's insane. Nine and a half years old because that's, that's not nine and a half years old right there, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> also, I don't know what shirt I'm wearing. I don't, like Taylor goes, stripes aren't in it anymore, you know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, so, so Javier and I, it was fun. We used to play, um, we played for a little while there. We played Battleship on our phones. Oh, via yeah. Network. You, you got to tell people we had a, we had a, oh, uh, yeah. a partition that was what, 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 like three feet from the, the ceiling. ceiling. Oh, no, so more. we could throw things back and forth and we could and hear we each other, yeah. <laughs> but you, but we were in technically. So the room used to be this big, I would say what, 25 feet, 20 feet wide by like 10 or 12 feet um, deep office that someone way back in the day had put a partition, basically like a cubicle. It's like basically a cubicle wall. Yeah. In a sense with a door in the middle of it. And at one point we had the door, but yeah. then at some point we closed the door to a point where I wanted to put a, like, so we wouldn't go back and forth that way. Cause people used to walk through our office. Yeah. To get like to the coffee. Was, yeah. yeah. And so we put that there, but it was, so we could hear each other. And so like Javier would have a meeting with someone and someone wouldn't say, would say something that was like, not very smart. Is that a politically correct way of saying something? Or, or, Not very really smart. A, or, or personal. And I'm like, hey, yeah, you want to yeah, go somewhere else? Go for a walk. Like, it's like <laughs> or we get a phone call from like our, our, our um, significant other at the time and be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what were the results? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had, yeah, I had the, I had the, the uh, advantage of speaking in Spanish though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that, I always, <laughs> I used to tell you though, remember when I lived in Haverhill, there was a lady across the street who was yelling at her child in Spanish. And I was like, I'm so glad that my parents don't speak Spanish because that sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds way but, angrier. <laughs> I told you, I was thinking about it for the longest time of me learning Spanish. 
in not telling you and just so I could be like, oh, really, Javier, huh? And speak back to you in Spanish. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you should probably get that fixed, that issue. <laughs> but so that was fun. So we played Battleship back and forth. Um, yeah. But it was really cool because, cool like, we get a break or whatever, I'd go over. We definitely killed about an hour and a half a day, if not more than that, just being like, hey, just checking in with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it, was, it. It, was, it was fun. I definitely missed those days because – it was really hard to move when I first moved away because it was my ex's um, idea to move back to closer to her parents and stuff like that. And it really ended up hurting more because we obviously split up right away. Basically, when we got back, we got to get back here. Obviously, I'm way happier now. I'm remarried, ecstatic with life, you know, so Woo. on. Ecstatic for my friend Javier as well and his life and his family looks so beautiful right now. Um, but it's just it was one of those things. It was like leaving you and Ben, Ben McDonald. Um, JP in a sense and you know other people that I knew but like it was really like you know Javier and I were were pretty close and I invited him to my wedding but COVID had other plans because uh, it it couldn't uh, happen the way we wanted it to happen but you were there in spirit obviously (laughs) it was was, yeah yeah my grandmother my grandmother could not get it through her head that my dad wasn't performing the wedding you know my dad being a pastor and yeah and so on and I was like okay so in maybe two handfuls, I could pick a pastor that's really close to me that could perform this wedding. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, so Javier could have done it and JP. <laughs> and then I'm like going on and on and on. And I'm like, even, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then I have my friend Brian who did the wedding, my friend Jim, John, uh, Jim from up here. And I like kept on going on and on and on. I'm like, grandma, I, I have a number of people that could have done it. And I'm thinking back better. And I'm glad my friend Brian did it because he, um, was able to stand up there, excuse me, perform the wedding, and my mom was able to sit next to my dad, who was the only other person there in the in the crowd that she was with. If my dad was standing up there to perform the ceremony, she would have sat by herself, and it would have been very right. sad for me to look out there and see my mom alone on a very important day in her son's life. So, right, it was nice to see that. But it was like if I had to pick from people, it's like I definitely could have had about you know a dozen people who could have done this wedding. Javier right. would have been on that list too. He would have fought people, right? You would have you would have physically fought people. Absolutely, man. You would have been like, let's do this <laughs> UFC style for who could perform the wedding. <laughs> but we did uh, watch a few Celtics games together, or at least talk Celtics. And the Celtics looked unbelievable last night, tell you that much. Last night they did. Last night they did. Uh, first two games, they looked okay, not, not the, their full potential. Third game is one of those moments where I. <laughs> Um, you, ready for my, this? My, you haven't, you wife... haven't met Taylor yet. You haven't met Taylor yet. However, the game, the dunk. So Tice got this amazing bounce pass from Kemba Walker, which seemed yep. like a fitting, amazing end to a game. Game over. Beautiful dunk. Da, da, da. Game over. Yeah. He obviously was thinking, get the basket in. Da, da, da. He would have waited three-tenths of a second longer. The game would have been over. He would have won it. And technically now the Celtics would have been advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals. But he, she goes, oh, it's only 0.5 seconds left. The game's over. And I'm like, Oh, what a <laughs> the most immaculate pass from from from. Yeah. I do not like Kyle Lowry at all. Me neither. So no, he's a. Whiner. It didn't help me like him at all. Pass the ball. That I thought the guy. What's his name? Um, o- uh, OG Ananobi. Yeah. I thought he got a set, nice set shot. But when you look at the replay, it's actually like he grabbed the ball and goes. Like yeah. he just shut and it went in. Yeah, and I'm just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I was more impressed by the pass. Yes. Than, then over then he taco got, he got fall seven five taco fall there you know what did, he, what did but, kyle lowry say after the game he was like seven twelve in front of me <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
those, those, yeah. Kyle Lowry is a, yeah. You see, Serge, um, Serge, Serge Ibaka got mad at him last night. But tell your, I did read about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So game three, I, I was telling my wife because she she says that I watch the games like a coach. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so into it, and um, uh, I'm watching the whole thing unfold. And right before, I'm like, who's why? Why are we covering the like? Why are we doing? Why are we doing a zone? Number one, and why are we like? getting three guys on Van Fleet who's running to a corner, right? And then we're leaving this guy wide open. And, and those moments, you guard the three more than the two because that's, that's a game yes. And that's exactly what happened. But, um, yeah, last night, last night, their defense was just smothering. Absolutely. It's, sm- it was beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. And it's like what, one of the things I told someone, I, I took credit for it, but I listened to a podcast called No Dunks. I don't know if you ever heard of it. They were, you remember the NBA Network used to have a TV show called The Starters, and they're now they got their show got canceled, but they're now a podcast on the Athletic called No Dunks, and they are diehard Raptors fans. But like, oh. most of them are, which is great. But they they're very obviously down the middle on most things because as their basketball podcast as a whole, not just a Raptors podcast. But one of the things they kept on saying is, if the Celtics continue to play defense like they did last night, and then the games one and two, which is forcing Van Fleet. And and um, uh, Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam and these people to take three pointers from ten feet behind the three point line, which mm-hmm. is what they did last night. Yeah, it, they're they're gonna win because they're trying to shoot these threes, but they can't get set up. They're not Damian Lillard or Steph Curry or you know right. they don't right. have the range that a lot of these other players in the NBA have. And so if they continue to play defense to the point where it puts them way behind the three point line taking three point shots, the Celtics are gonna win every day. Right, and it's you know, and then you have people like Pascal Siakam who has like it's like his body went to the bubble, but his mind and basketball skills stayed in Toronto. I think that Kenny Smith said it best when he said, you know, being an alpha, being like the go-to, the man of a team, it's not a, it's not about skill set only; it's a mindset. And he he's like, right now, maybe he that could change, but right now he doesn't have that mindset. You've got to make, you know, people want to make the right basketball play. But in the NBA, you have to force the other team to adjust to you because now you've opened up two or three more other possibilities. Now I can pass out of the double team. Now this guy's wide open. Now, you know, so you got to force their hand. You know, I don't know That's how much... the pick and roll works so yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're forcing them to either switch, go under, and then you do, you've got tons of options. Roll to the basket, stay there, go to the three-point line. You know, but uh, I, what I saw yesterday was their energy on the defensive end, right? Uh, and their energy on the defensive end was so strong in the first quarter that their offense looked horrible, but then it, it kind of caught up. We were, we were missing some shots. But they were so decisive in their, in their rotations, and they're putting hands way up. And, and you know, I think uh, Shaq was saying what, what they did in game uh, four was, like, hoping that they'd miss. You know, oh, that's a three-point, hoping they miss. Here it's like you've got to try to make them miss. You're not going to block the shot. But putting a hand up, it it does make I mean, a difference. I, we we played basketball. We did it for we took the youth group a lot of times to play basketball and over high school. And we in in we would it's hard shooting a ball with someone's hand in your face is hard. Most of us, even NBA players, can shoot over that person. Yeah, the hand in your face isn't gonna block the shot. What it's gonna do is think they're gonna block the shot. Mm-hmm. And ninety percent of the time, I would shoot way under or way over. Yeah. 
because you'd yeah. think, oh, I need to get it way up in the air. And then it would come three feet before the basket and go down. Someone would catch it in the basket or I would, you know, shoot into the person because I was too afraid or something. It's just yeah. hands up. It, it changes. It difference. changes it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, yeah, they did it. I mean, it's, well, I was telling my, my, so my, one of the owners, Asa, his, the head brewer, he's a Lakers fan, diehard Lakers fan since he was young, young, young. And so I, I, I like it because it's like, it's cool to have some people that are fans of the Celtics that are friends of mine, but it's also cool to be able to be like, ha, let's meet in the finals. Let's do this. Let's do that. And so every year when the Lakers play the Celtics, it's always a big thing for us. And um, we, um, but I was saying to him, I was like, it kind of sucks because minus Kyle Lowry, everybody else in that team I like on the Raptors. Like everybody else on that team, I am love with. I you love Pascal Siakam. I love yeah. Marcus I love Van Vliet. I love OG. I love Serge Ibaka. Like these guys are off. Yeah. I wanted, so if the Celtics were to get swept, sad, yeah. it would suck. But that's the team I would want to win the whole thing, minus Kyle Lowry. But like, I'm just thinking to myself, I kind of wanted to win without Kawhi to be like, see, the Raptors can be good. Yeah. And I think, talk about marketing, I love their branding. I love the Raptors' colors. I mean, I wish they would go back to the Vince Carter days jerseys, but like, yeah, you no, know, those yeah. like the actual Raptor dinosaur on the front of it and stuff like that. But it, I don't know. It's going to be an uphill battle for the, the the Raptors for sure. Or it already is. Obviously, they're down two games now. But like, right, or they have to win the next two games. But one one thing about Kyle Lowry, I will say, I don't like him because he's super one. He's always working the refs, and he's he's you know, yeah. I don't know if you saw when he grabbed. Tice's leg and gets the foul call, and he's never fouled anybody in his life, nope, according nope. to him. Yep. But, but you look at him, and it's like the guy's not the fastest guy on the court. He doesn't have the best skill set. He's not the best shooter. But sure. man, he's he's got heart, and and it's he's got so much heart and passion for his team that it gets you to hate him. It's one of those players where, like Marcus Smart, love him. If he was on some other team, I'd hate him. Hate him. It's a uh, it's the. <laughs> Brad Marchand for the Bruins. Yes. Like Brad Marchand, yes. everybody hates him unless he's on your team. He's, he's yeah. you know, there's, there's players like that. But I feel like the difference between Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry is Marcus Smart, I feel like it's always doing it for the good of the team. And there's okay. a small part where I think that Kyle Lowry has the good of himself. He has never fouled anybody, honestly. It's not the team hasn't had any fouls. Right. It's right. like him personally hasn't – and I guess like with Serge Ibaka last night, was the best thing for Kyle Lowry in a game like that where they're losing is to argue about a call and get a technical yeah. foul and give the team a shot. And I mean, obviously Jason Tatum missed the foul, the, the, the technical shot, so it didn't end up hurting them. But it's like, it's, it's that aspect of, I mean, Jason Tatum did it and it was a game three where he went and they gave him a technical foul on the, which yeah. is so stupid. I'll tell you right now, yeah. I understand they've been calling it all season. They're trying to, that's a way for me to say that someone gave up their frustration about a call without saying anything. Right. Like, it's like, right. I, I do it at my desk. If I screw up at work, I'm like, ah, oh, gosh. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's an emotional game. It's, it's unfair to ask these guys. I, I understand, like, not berating and not, you know, but come on, man. Like, the, the, the work that they put into it, like, we like to, de not, not we, but yeah. a lot of people like to dehumanize athletes because they're rich and they can, t there's it's still a human, it's still a human. And they still have emotions. They, they work their butts off for this, you know? You got to respect that. You know? And they're all young too. That's the thing about it. I mean, we're in yes. our thirties and it's like, it, it's it, you, they're 21, 22 years old working that hard being paid that many money, millions of dollars to do a play a game. And everybody's watching them on TV and all this stuff at a very young age. But the number of times I've seen a player run up to a referee and get three inches from their head mm -hmm. and be like, what are you talking about? And not get a technical foul. 
but one person as he walks by a referee just taking the foul up. just throw your hands up and they're like yeah I'm yeah like, i got i don't know yeah. about that but i think like i said Kyle Rowry has that that selfishness is not fully i think he does want the raptors to win but in the same sense maybe he has the mentality in him that he does want to win without Kawhi. so it's like this this aspect of I need to put it on my shoulders. And so this call is going to make us hurt. I, I don't know. Marcus Smart seems like he's always doing it for the good. Like he's a, he's a Bill Belichick type player. Mm-hmm. Where he's really a nobody. Yeah. But as somebody as a team, if he was, if he gets traded to a different team player, different team, he might actually not be who he is who he, right now. Right. He's fighting for this green Celtics team. It's not himself as a person. He's not a, right. he's not a star. He's not a star. Oh, at all. Sometimes, sometimes I do feel like Kyle Lowry is either, either. Do, yeah in a way like um, fighting for like um, – because everybody thought they were going to – well, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, Kawhi's gone, they're done, maybe the playoffs. But, I mean, nobody expected Siakam to play like a like a, an all-star at this level, and, and Ibaka is still doing it, you know. Um, it's unbelievable. And, and they've got – that GM, G, that GM is just – he's amazing. But I feel like Kyle Lowry is also playing for his next his next team, you know. Uh, which I mean, I can't get mad at that at the same time, but but so um, is Ben Vliet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing for his True. next team too, but he's Good like point. a calm, cool, collective. But he also hasn't had yeah. the. I feel like Lowry thinks that he has the resume or the history in the NBA to be able to be that person. Whereas Van Vliet looks like if he did the same thing that Lowry did, there's teams that might be like, I don't want this guy on my team because the way yeah. he acted. But yeah, Lowry, yeah. I think Lowry maybe has the the repertoire, the resume to back up his actions in a sense yeah. but but i i get i get um i get um the anger because it's like at that point i think they're down 20 something yeah. 25 and it's like at some point you've got to all right let's go to the bench and let's start talking and start observing and let's start planning for the for it's not that you've given it's just impossible yeah right let's start planning for for the next game like you know we're still a team but let's be honest, though. If you look at this entire series, when has the Raptors really been blowing away the Celtics? I mean, maybe game two, not game two. Four. Uh, game, game, well. Game one was, but they were like, my thought is like, when I saw them, the Celtics go up by two games, two nothing, I was like, how is this Raptors team? Every game they play now is so close. And even game three, when they got the last second shot, was it game three that was the last second shot? Yeah, yeah. right? Yep. E- even game three with the last second shot, it's like, okay, you fought that hard for 48 minutes and you had to get a luck of the draw. OG Onobi's sh- shot went in. Like, how are you going to win four games if right. that's how you're going to play every game and hoping to get lucky? And then obviously game five was like, okay. Or sorry, game four, it was like, okay. They had some skill and they were nailing shots. Yeah. Jalen Brown couldn't, couldn't hit a bucket. <laughs> Which is funny because he's shooting like 50% in the whole series. He just couldn't hit a bucket yeah. in that game. I, I think he put too much pressure on himself from the previous game to, to perform. Personally, I, that's, you know, that's what I think. But he, Celtics are defense, and that's why I say defense wins games, is, is winning games for them right now. And I feel like that's why I'm not – like after watching Celtics in the playoffs, I'm like, I kind of can't wait for them to play it in the Eastern Conference Finals and hopefully the finals. Because even against the, like, when we were Patriots, we're Patriots fan too. Like even watching the Patriots in some really, really, really good seasons, it's like, I don't care who we play in the playoffs because no team is going to be able, like we're still going to be able to compete. Like I feel like there's some game teams that like, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks right now have no heart at all. Mm-hmm. It's like there's teams, like the Lake or the Clippers are going to sweep you or they're going to kick your rear end or the Clippers or whoever. 
with Celtics, I'm like, we're going to play. Like the Celtics team, if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, which I'm hoping they do, I'm, I'm, my guess is they win tomorrow night and the series is over and they go, they move on, but it may take game seven. If they play the Lakers or say they get past, who would it be? Miami? Miami. Which, again, I feel like even though Jimmy Butler's on hot right now and Adebayo's playing great and Dragic's playing great and um, Jay Crowder, which is kind of funny, is playing great yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, even them, it's still, I'm not super worried about, I mean, it could be a seven-game series, but I'm not super worried the Celtics are going to get beat by the Heat. And then it's the Lakers and the Clippers, most likely, like one of those two. Again, the Celtics played really well against the Lakers all season. Same with the Clippers. Like, yep. I don't know, the Celtics team has heart, has determination, has a fearless leader and Brad Stevens has yes. has depth. That's the thing a lot of these teams don't I mean the Lakers. Oh uh LeBron and Davis, right? Right. Then right. you have people step up in games here and there. You got Paul George, really kind of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Then you have some players step up here and there. The uh, the Heat have a pretty key core of people. But the Celtics it's like I mean, Brad Wanamaker's making plays. Yeah. Freaking Robert Williams <laughs> yeah. is making plays. And freaking, yeah. I mean, everybody's making plays. Grant Williams is making plays. I still don't understand why the Grant Williams plays more than he plays way more than he should. But <laughs> I, these people are making plays. And one of the guys on the podcast goes, When Brad Wanamaker starts making multiple threes against you, okay, the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because Marcus Smart, um, game one, was he had five three pointers. Game right. two, game two. Against, but no, he had, in game one, he had five the entire game. Oh, and, he, the entire game. Got and it. so the, the podcast, the next night, the, 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 they do the next day podcast, and like, come on, like he could hit five in a game again, and he hit five in the fourth quarter. Five in like a, like a f- three-minute span. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm not going to bet the over on, or the <laughs> under on that anymore. because They not were ridiculous. Happen. They were ridiculous three I mean, he, didn't he shoot like, like make a, freaking 15 of them in a game this season or something like that. I, I forget. It was some point towards the beginning of the season, pre-bubble. He had like a game with like 13 three-pointers or something along those lines. Yeah, it was, it was something up there. It was something up there. And it's there. like him alone, Marcus Smart, like if you play NBA 2K, his three-point rating isn't up there like that. Like he's just making shots. And in game two, when he was making them in those three, that, that, that like three or four-minute span, he was just going and they were swishing in like – like someone up there was just like grabbing the ball and putting it in the basket. It was crazy. He, he's yeah. I have I have a, a cousin who can't stand him and wants him to be traded. And we go back and forth. And I'm like, you don't win a championship with without a guy like Marcus Smart. This guy is on the floor. He's he's willing to break his neck for the team. Yeah, he'll go cold and he'll go over. He doesn't look for his shots too much. He but he does what he has to do is make them defend you, right? Because he knows he's not the best shooter on the team. But he knows that that's his role, you know, shoot. And Brad Stevens encourages him, shoot it. But his heart and his drive is so strong that high-pressure three-pointers, I can't tell you how many times during the season, these high-pressure threes, he makes them. And it's like his going, like, without even touching the rim. <laughs> it's and I beautiful. Think it's funny, too, because I feel like he'd be a great candidate for sixth man of the year. But the problem is, is that he listens to the coach, which is what he should do. Yeah. play whatever role you need me to play. I'll do it. Guard so whoever start- you want me to guard. <laughs> so he's started too many games. He's been in, like, he's like not played games. He's, you know, there's all kinds of things that he's done that kind of, like, negates him from sixth man of the year. But, he, I mean, let's be honest. Who's the sixth man on the Celtics right now? Like, if Gordon Hayward was playing right now, it'd be, Smart wouldn't be in the starting lineup. It'd be, right. you know, it'd be Walker and Hayward and Smart, or uh, Brown and Tatum and Th- uh, Tice. Mm-hmm. 
So he is the sixth man of the Celtics. But again, he's been asked to be called on too much, like Kemba Walker being out for a while. So he started a bunch of games. So yep. because of that, they basically negate him from sixth man award. Um, but he's the sixth man on the Celtics for sure. Like, yeah. do whatever he's asked to do. He, he guards centers. Yep. Like when yep. they play the Nuggets, he's Jochich is down there, like backing down Smart. And Smart's like, I'll take it. Don't worry. I yeah. got it. Don't worry. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. It's, it's, it's a mentality that I wish I had in life in general, just the way he plays basketball on the basketball court. Whatever right. you need me to do, I'll do. And I'll do my, I'll play my heart out for the entire time I need to play my heart out. I'll sell some calls. I'll take a $10,000 fine for a flop. Whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, he's the Edelman. I always call him the Edelman of the team. Well, like I said, I, I t- tried to sell someone that the Celtics were the, like a, the, the uh, Bill Belichick style team, which is like, there is no star. Tatum is the star. Just like the Brady is, was a star of the Patriots. But it, Tatum is that star for the Celtics, but everybody else is like a step below that. And they're mm-hmm. all basically equal. And some of them, you're Tice. Who the hell is Daniel Tice? <laughs> you're Robert Williams backing up you're, or you're coming in and playing. You know, you're, you're Marcus Smarts. They're just role players that fit yeah. really well together. And this team seems like there's that aspect of it. I mean, they're definitely Jalen Brown being an all-star. There's definitely stars on the team. But I'm just saying there's no runaway stars like your LeBrons and your Anthony Davises right. and your Kawhis and, and your uh, Jimmy Butlers and all those other players. It's like most other people in the NBA probably like, who are these people in the Celtics? Yeah. And, 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 and the system that Brad Stevens runs is like everybody's also willing to, to not chuck up 25 shots a night, 22 shots a night. You know, it's, 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 a, team, it's a team thing. And that's, that's why Kyrie, you know, they just didn't fit. It just didn't yeah. fit, you know. That's why Kyrie didn't fit. Kyrie's a pain. <laughs> Kyrie's another one idiot. of those. He's a, he's an he's an idiot. <laughs> it's another one of those players that I'm going to put on that list of people who I'm not a big fan of. Me, in the NBA, Kyrie's one of those. It's it's I, I he's never. I mean, he doesn't want to play because Kevin Durant's not playing, and it's just it's it's not it's not he's not Kevin Smart. Kevin, uh, yeah, or not Kevin Smart, but Marcus Smart. He's not Marcus yeah. Smart. Never, never will be. No, no. There's a, I mean, there's obviously already... his talents there, but I'm just saying he's not that team player where it's like, yeah. we over me kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He he was, you know, uh, when we got him, I'm not gonna lie, super excited. You know, you put him next to uh, Al Horford at the time, yeah. and we at Tatum, we didn't know much about. He was yeah. a rookie, you know, Gordon Hayward and all this stuff, and it was exciting. But you know, put a microphone in front of him, and then just see him yelling at his teammates on the court, and just just like being so demonstrative. And it's like that's the stuff you like. You do that in the in the locker room, and then he starts calling out his teammates in in a passive aggressive way in front of the media. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was I a mean, weirdo. Michael Jordan was hard on his teammates, like we saw. I don't know if you watched that documentary. Yes. Yet, it's amazing. But he was yes. in behind the scenes, and right. he was doing it. He was hard on team. He's like, I don't care about you as a person. He didn't say that physically, but he's like, in it in a sense, he goes, I don't care about you as a player. I need you to be a better player so that I can win. Mm-hmm. And it's like that Michael Jordan supposedly to a lot of people was a very poor person to his teammates, but he did it so that he could win. It's not the same. It doesn't look like the same thing for Kyrie and some other players where it's like, he's doing it so that he can look good. Mm-hmm. It's not like he cares about the championships. It's like, how can I be the person who's MVP in the league? Yeah. And, and so on. So it's like, I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. Yeah. Uh, how can I, you know, step out of LeBron's shadows? How can I go back to being uh, Robin now? I <laughs> changed yeah, my mind. Exactly. Know? And so he, he, it's he just weird. Know who he is. Yeah. 
it, tell you what, I got a different view of who Scotty Pippen was as a person watching that documentary, but. Yeah, man, stubborn, stubborn. <laughs> wow. But also, and, I mean, and, I mean, and, and Michael Jordan, too. Like, I grew up, and it's like, you always saw him in the media and always very professional, right? Like, calmed him. And it's like, wow, this guy is, what a nice guy. And then you see this documentary, and I told my wife about it. I'm like, he, he looks like a, like a psych, he's psychotic. Yeah. Right? He's not all there. He'll, he'll make some stuff up. It's like, this guy, he, he blinked twice at me. That means he wants to kill my, my, my firstborn son. I'm going to score. <laughs> he scored 70 <laughs> points on him and beat him at 36 points in the playoffs. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah man. And, and the way he would, like, you know, beat up uh, Scott Burrell <laughs> and just well, make fun it. of people. It's, he, was, he was in it to win it. Like, that's yeah, all it man. was. He honestly, if he never won an MVP, if he never was an all-star, I don't think he would have gave a crap. It's the idea that he wanted championships. He wanted to have the rings. He wanted the legacy. He wanted that aspect of it. Just so happened he's one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game. However, it's like there's certain people, you know, I will give Kevin Durant the, the credit. He probably went to Golden State to win a championship. Like, that's probably why he did it. He didn't do it for the money. He didn't do it for hopefully long-term there, whatever. He did it going, okay, this is my best opportunity to get a championship ring. I'm going to go to Golden State. Good for you. Like, if that's what you want, do it. This is a team sport. This is not the Olympics where it's some sort of individual medals and all this stuff. This is a sport that your entire team wins the championship. So nowadays, I don't blame people who Davis going with LeBron in, in, in LA, you know, those kind of things. I don't blame Kyrie in a sense of having Durant be there with uh, Steve Nash now as their, as their new head coach. That's pretty crazy. Um, but like Butler wants someone. Should we to go come. there? Should we go there? <laughs> well, having Butler come down and, and want someone. He Butler wants Giannis Antetokounmpo to come to, to Miami. Like I understand why you build your team together because of the fact that you want to win championships. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like there's certain players, Kyrie being one of them for a while there, that was just like, no, I just want to be the best player, and I want to be. Yeah. I want to prove to people that I wasn't who I was because of LeBron. Yeah. I am a good basketball player, and it's like, yeah, you also right. think the world is flat, so. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, we could talk basketball forever. I mean, what I thought too is my friend Brian uh, Keezer, he's a pastor at Next uh, Journey Church here in, uh, in Hamden, a couple towns over. Uh, he was the one that performed, my, uh, did the ceremony at my wedding. Huge Celtics fan as well. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if how the season ends, that if we can do a three way Zoom with you and me and him and just talk Celtics for a half an hour, 45 minutes or something like that, it'd be kind of cool. Just do a wrap up. Uh, either that or if they do end up playing in the finals, right before the finals, we, uh, do some predictions and stuff like that because it's kind of cool to, to be for me. Absolutely. It's like I, I miss being in the sports world for a while there when I was just every weekend being at hockey games, basketball games, doing different things. Um, basketball is one that stuck with me since then too. For the past four years, it's been like basketball, 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 basketball. And I just think there's something about it that I don't know. Basketball has this cool back and forth games are close, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I just, the NBA and the Celtics, this is not a, hard team to like that makes any sense like if you want to get into basketball follow the Celtics right now because that's Mm -hmm. you're gonna love this team as a whole it's 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 yeah coach Stevens is like his brand of basketball it's beautiful it is and you got a team like Danny Ainge in the head head office and Brad Stevens and their their consistent coaches team their team their players the you know luckily for us in New England if we wanted to go see a cheap basketball the Portland uh Red Claws are right here in Maine so it's pretty cool um to be a Celtics fan this time. Hopefully they continue. I say they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, let's say we're recording this on Tuesday. Night. It comes out on Wednesday. Wednesday night, I think they're going to win. 
in my opinion, uh, the Celtics. So I think so. I think I think they, I think they got it. Maybe it's going to be close. I honestly don't think it's going to be a repeat of last night's game. I think it's going to be close. I think they're going to play. It's going to be a hundred three to hundred and one or hundred and three to hundred and eight or something along those lines. But it's not going to be a blowout like it was last night. There's no way that I mean the Raptors are too good of a team to be blown out in back to back games in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. Um, one quick thing before we go, I we've already been on here for a while. Is what's Real Fab Moms? Give her a shout out. Oh man! Uh, wow. Okay, real quick. Real Fab Moms is is an online um, membership uh, uh, platform yep. for for busy moms. And if you're a mom, you're busy. <laughs> so it's it's for busy moms. Um, and it uh, you know there's there's uh, it's a membership, and they have. Uh, videos for how-to videos, you know, fitness videos by, uh, by somebody who has a, her doctorate in this stuff. So it's specifically for, for moms. They've got, she teaches HIT, she teaches EMOM, which is every minute on the minute, uh, different exercises, um, postpartum as well, and prepartum. Uh, so there's fitness, there's nutrition. So we have a, a, a licensed dietitian here in Massachusetts. She teaches nutrition for moms. My wife uh, teaches like the beauty, like quick makeup tips and skincare and confidence. And then um, uh, we have another mom who teaches on organizing. So like organizing your space, organizing your time, your finances and all that. So, you know, uh, my wife was like a one stop. Like it's, you know, we've got an app and it's tons of video resources. And uh, we're going to start focusing on like challenges, like six week challenges and all that. And on top of it, there's a, there's a community similar to a Facebook group, but on the platform itself where you can talk to the, um, you know, you have access to the instructors and thing. And it's an on, on, it's a growing library as well. So that's the elevator pitch. That, yeah. That's, no, that's, that's not pretty very good, polished, but <laughs> no, it's good. Cause it, it also like, I didn't, like I said, obviously would follow Gigi on, on Instagram and Facebook. We friend as well and uh, see her posting things about it and so on and doing live videos and all that stuff. Um, is that, um, a lot of these things that I've seen for different, for men, women, whatever, are all like specifically focused on one thing. Like yeah. here's my sign up for my subscription service for beauty and it's only right. beauty or for food or whatever it may be. So it's pretty cool. I didn't realize that it was a multiple different things. So if you sign up, you get, there's options for you, which is pretty cool. I, I, right. I didn't realize that. And that's pretty cool. Cause I think it was fun. Cause when I met Javier, Gigi was working at T-Mobile. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I remember it was like, she, uh, uh, you know, not to get too personal in finances, but you had a, you had a son. And then she was like, well, if I work the hours that I'm working this part-time job at T-Mobile and put my son in daycare, it's just going go to go wash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like exactly. I, might, I might actually lose money on this. So, um, so that's when I saw that. And then she was like going to go to be a lab tech and, or for blood drawing right at some point. Wow, man, you remember yeah. all this. <laughs> yes. I, dude, I, I love you guys. So, no, so just thinking back on it, it's really cool to see that she's also found something that she's passionate, passionate yeah. about. Obviously she's taking care, helping take care of your kids as well and homeschooling and all that stuff too. But like this idea that she's doing something she's passionate about and loves about, and she's not shy. We know that as per, you know, Javier and I know that, that she's not shy. She's an outgoing person. Um, and it's pretty cool to see that she has something that's cool like that and something that you're passionate about too, which is getting her name out there. Like I've seen some of your live videos where you're on it with her. <laughs> pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Cause you're like, and you, as you can see, I'm not a mom. <laughs> right. Right. 
but yeah yeah she's she's definitely uh having fun with it and um you know we're we're plugging away can i do it can i do a, a quick whatever you want man and you can you can you know keep it or or not but i have a, a a free like online little course and it's called minding your business online cool and it talks about a little you know a more in depth about some of the stuff i talked about like what should your website look like why is it is it important load times and and all this and just kind of teaching like about website social media what platform should you be on because people think be on all of them it's like no you should be on the ones that you plan to actually engage on don't waste your time and a little bit about facebook and instagram ads and it's completely free um i i'll, I'll send you the link and people can go it's completely yeah. free um you know there's and and there's some some things there where you know if, if you purchase like uh the, the tools that i don't they're not my tools you know, it's, that's the, I get a little kickback or whatever. Yeah. That's the only, it doesn't cost you anything, but yeah, the course is free if people want to check it out. So, and you have uh, a website, can, hobby, hobby marketing.com, J A B I marketing.com. J A B I. Yep. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely, man. Anything, send me any links you want. Cause I'll put up, I put this video on YouTube, um, as well as my website, but I, in the website, we post a little art, like a little post about what we talked about a little bit and I'll put that link in there. And then uh, in the comment or in the description on the YouTube video, if someone ends up finding it through there. Awesome. Uh, and awesome. then I can also share it. So we'll share it on, um, I share these links on Facebook and on uh, Instagram as well. Cause I don't know. I just, I tried using Twitter a little bit more again recently. Like I have the app on my phone and it's I feel dying, like, man, it's dying. Like, I, I feel like I only use it to find whether or not when I'm playing fantasy basketball, whether or not a player is active or not. Like I feel like I'm Googling Jay Crowder's name being like, is he playing tonight? Like, and it's like, it, that's what I'm using it for. Uh, it's more that. And then also like seeing something happening during a sporting event and being able to like, being like, Oh, I wonder what the people People's online say. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's the, people don't do that on Facebook anymore, which is I'm glad about. I used to do it looking back on the time hop. Mm-hmm, you go mm-hmm. back and you'd see like goal for like <laughs> like the Bruins or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I posted on Facebook like it was Twitter, and that's yeah. true. I mean, it it is a place for people to be immediate reactions. Like if you're following live news events, or it's more of a news platform than it is anything really. True, whether or true. not it's true news or whatever, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it's you know watching a sporting event. It's a way to interact with other sporting people. Like you're you know seeing some of these broadcasters that are not covering the game but they're watching the game or whatever it may be but i tried and i have the app it's on my like like it's really it's on my home screen still right here. yeah i don't but i've taken it out i've taken out a couple of times and then i re re install it because for for different reasons you know for clients and stuff and i'm like but it's not yeah it's very limiting too but like you said before, let's go on there and check on that. Um, we'll, we'll post the link on there, but hobbymarketing.com. And then we can, um, but like you said, it's, it's be on the right platforms, not the platforms that you need. If it doesn't fit you, right. if Facebook doesn't make any sense. I mean, like a uh, quick thought is Orno Brewing Company is huge on Instagram, not mm-hmm. that big on Facebook. Our sister restaurants, huge on Facebook, but not that big on Instagram. So it's like, yeah. we do post on both occasionally, but it's like most of the time we've tried to pick the platform that works the best for us and yeah. not waste a bunch of time on a platform that doesn't work the best. Yeah. For us. Or, or neither one of us are on Twitter anymore. So and by like, works best for you is it's, it's a, am I, am I planning to post content and engage with people and B is my target audience there, you know? Um, so that's, you know, that's one of the things that I teach there as well. Cause people are just like, you gotta be everywhere. I've got people that are like, I'm on Snapchat and I, I go to their Snapchat just to check. And it's like, you got a video from like eight months ago, you know, and, and, and that's it. That's all you have. 
I do love how companies try to go Snapchat. Like I remember <laughs> being like at the car dealership be like, we should be on Snapchat. Like what the hell are we going to Snapchat? Like what are we going to Snapchat? <laughs> a picture of a car to try to sell it? No one on Snapchat is going to buy a car off of the, 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 of the, off the platform. That's so stupid. It's 13 and 14 year olds. <laughs> and Snapchat doesn't allow you to log in and log out very easily. So it's not like Instagram where you can switch platforms, switch, I mean, switch accounts really easily. So it was like, True. it was like, there's no way I'm doing this. No. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I have Taylor and I have a Snapchat in, with her and I that, um, and then I have a Snapchat group with my best friends that are from up here. Like my best friends up here. Those like, we have a group because it's like, we used to send funny pictures to each other. You see something on the street, da, 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 you take a picture of it. Then you just have a bunch of thread of pictures in an Insta or a text file. This way, it's like, it's something stupid. Like you take a picture of a guy on top of a roof doing something stupid. You're like, hey, check this out. And it goes away. That's what Snapchat's for. Snapchat yeah. is not for trying to sell a product or. Right. Or you see, that. see, proof is in the pudding. The it's marketing not. person it's, stopped them from, from going <laughs> down a route that was a waste of time. Oh, the person who replaced me might have done it. I have no idea, but I wasn't going to do it. I'll tell you that much. But then also it's like people advertise, hey, here we go. We got the Snapchat thing. And then they stop using it and they look stupid because they did something. Exactly. Didn't fall through for it. Not like, hey, we're trying these things and then posting something saying, hey, you know what? It didn't work. We're going to go away from it. They just stop using it. And then it's like, yeah. And, and then you don't go, you're not on for so long. Your account gets hacked and now somebody else is posting on your account. Oh. One last piece of advice. If you do start a Facebook group or a Facebook page or Instagram page or whatever, and you let someone else in your business start it for you, get the login information from them or have them link to your personal Facebook account so that if they end up quitting the company or getting fired or deleting their Facebook, that you can actually gain access to your old platforms or your old accounts again. I too teach many, that in the course. <laughs> too many people have done that. And it's just, yeah. you know, we had, we had to let someone go and they had the account information and it was like trying to, they didn't know they were being let go. So we're trying to like secretly divisively trying to find out how to get the information from them without them knowing that we needed it before they fired, got fired so that they wouldn't post something stupid online. And that sounds like, like an office episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> like a new a new office, which wouldn't would never fly these days, but one of these days, Javier and I are going to write a TV show. But you know, right now we'll just stick to what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate you coming on, Javier, and talking some marketing and, and talking Celtics and just really talking to you. It's really cool to, to to see your face and have a conversation with you again. People say this all the time. We need to do this more, even if it's just Zoom between you and your wife and me and my wife, just to say hi and do stuff. You should jump on our. We have a married into this podcast about married life. You should get on that. We should do that together. Okay. Oh, okay. So different podcast. Okay. Different podcast. So we do one. It was one that we started during COVID to talk about like how we do life and what we married into and me being a huge comic book fan and her not really knowing anything about comics, but then falling in love with like Marvel Cinematic Universe movies cool. and stuff like that. And so we cool. talk about how we do our relationship. It's called married into this, like we married into something. And uh, we talked about we, all kinds of things. I didn't go hiking that often before I met her. So now we go hiking. Excuse me. And then, um, but like we just do other things too. So we have tried to start putting other couples on with us to just talk about some things that maybe you guys do differently than us. And um, we did one and I didn't have the right equipment yet. So the audio podcast was really crappy. So we haven't done okay. another one. But now I have the okay. equipment. So we'll, we'll do it sometime. We're pretty cool. I think you and Gigi would be fun to talk about uh, different things with you. So Cool.
but I miss you, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. And I think appreciate you talking to us. Uh, hobbymarketing.com uh, is the website um, and you can follow there and, and also realfabmoms.com. Is that hers? That's correct. Let's give her a shout out, right? I mean, absolutely. So uh, thanks a lot, Javier. Thanks, man.